Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we strive to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. We believe it's no accident you're listening today, and we pray you'll hear something to strengthen, encourage, and inspire you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message, which is already in progress. Awesome. Well, as I mentioned um uh, I'm get, I get to sit and uh, drink from the well of the Father today myself, um, and so I'm excited about that. And so we have a special guest. You may or may not know her. Um, she's been around longer than me. Uh, I'm Not in this life, just in this church. Uh, I didn't make her older. Anyway, uh, of course, she's our, our, our worship leader, and uh, she's a great friend. I'm excited to hear as she reveals to us the different um, avenues of praise and whatever else the Lord has for her. So will you give Pastor Tara a big hand as she comes up today? Well, I'm already feeling overwhelmed and like shaking with the glory of God this morning. Just when Pastor Jason was praying and he said, you know them by name, it just overwhelmed me. Just think about that. Like, the God of the universe is, you know, he said the word panim, I actually looked it up here. It's in one of your, living in his presence. Let me find it. Week one, week two, week three. Week four, Panim, his presence, his face. To look continually, to consciously seek him, to be mindful, we can clog, stifle, and exit from his manifest presence. But his face, his Panim, is coming up to your face, and you get to, as a child, grab onto his face and look in his face. Because of what Jesus did. And he says, Jan, I know you by name. That's powerful. He says, Garrett, I know everything about you. And I love you. Like, that's powerful. Amen? So out of the revelation that he gives us, we get to respond. And that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to try to talk about today is his presence. These are my notes from the last few weeks. Take notes. Okay. There's my little. I even have a pen up here because if God shares something with me specifically and tells me to write it down, I'm just going to pause my talking and I'm going to write it down. Because he does that. Okay, so let me just pray. So, Father, I just thank you for your goodness. As I was going over this message that I've actually preached one other time. But as I was preparing, I was overwhelmed with not the weightiness of your presence just but also 
the responsibility to stand up here and to share your word and to do it right. And so, God, I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to <laughs> let it be only what you want. Nothing of what I would like to say. Not my will, but yours be done here today through me. I ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. I texted Pastor Jason last night and I said, I don't know how you do this every week. So pray for your pastor. Because there's a weightiness of responsibility that also comes with this position. Whew. Okay, here we go. All right. So the difference between praise and worship, there's words in praise in the Hebrew. There's tons of words, and we're just going to go over a few of them today. I have about 30 minutes, so we're going to go fast. So grab your pen and your paper because I don't have it up there. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get better at that. Pastor Jason needs to teach me. Um, I need to be teachable. Okay, so whew, this is fun. Pastor Jason's like, why did I know? <laughs> right? You're not thinking that. Okay, here we go. Praise is a gift or an offering that we bring to our king. As we enter his presence, we offer thanksgiving. So really cool this morning. Um, Tracy got up here during prayer at 9 o'clock. I encourage you to come at 9 o'clock. Our prayer time is, I mean, we're going before the throne room of God. And so his presence is, I mean, undescribable. So Tracy started praying, like, things that are in my notes. And then Jim got up and shared about we need to offer Thanksgiving. It's literally the first thing in my notes, is we have to offer Thanksgiving. It's always fun when God does that, right? Because then you're like, okay, yes, that's what I'm supposed to say. We offer praise through singing, through raising of our hands, through clapping, through kneeling, and through submitting to his will. So Pastor Jason, over the course of the last few weeks, has talked about um, who we worship, the why we worship, when we worship, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how we worship. He has done that too, but I'm going to just bring it into a little bit, uh, into the word specifically is what he's asked me to do. So I want you to turn to Psalms 100. Are you guys able to follow me? Because right now my brain is like, blah, 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 blah. So, so, so just kind of lean in off your chair because you're going to have to just like lean in this morning. So pay attention to me because I might go fast. Here we go. Psalms 100 is a psalm of thanksgiving. It says, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. So what we don't see when we just read this in like our English translation is... There are for sure five different types of praise mentioned just in that passage. 
So we just read it as praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Right? But this is actually, and this is, so this is what we're going to talk about today. Um, the progression in this verse is really fun to see. I'm going to read it at the end after we go through these. So the first one is called Yada. Everybody say Yada. Um, the literal meaning is to use with your hand, to worship with extended hands, to lift your hands unto the Lord. It carries meaning of uh, absolute surrender. Trust, as a young child does to a parent, saying, pick me up, I need you, I am yours. Okay, so we have this, this literal meaning of like, <laughs> I need you. Like, I am nothing to myself, like, pick me up, daddy, I need you, okay? So that's yada. Um, I just want to check some. Okay, thanks. So in verse 4 that we just read, it says, raise your hands in thanksgiving. That is that word yada. It's, it's an actual meaning of I am raising my hands to the Lord of complete what did I say? Complete surrender and trust. So I am trusting you. Do you ever see, and again, I always think of um, Dakota with his little girls. They like run to him and they're like, pick me up right now, right now, right now. <laughs> Anybody ever see that? Because they know they can trust him and he's a place of safety. And that is when we extend our hands to him, we go into... Um, what did I say? Raise your hands in thanksgiving. That is our response is right now. Right now, I'm trust I trust you. Pick me up. Okay? So, a couple of scriptures to go with that word. The, uh, Psalms 28.7 says, The Lord is strength and my shield. Again, that picture of... <laughs> The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts, or yada, with my song I give thanks to him. In him my heart trusts and my heart praises. My heart exalts. My heart says, I need you. You are mine and I trust you. Pick me up right now. Psalms 42.5 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him. I shall again yada him. I shall again trust him, go before him and say, I need you. Pick me up. It's the safest place for me. <laughs> So yada in practice is to lift my hands to him and say how I am surrendering myself to you. Surrender means to cease resistance to an enemy or an opponent and to submit to their authority. When I read that, I thought to cease resistant to an enemy or opponent and then I realized that the scripture, I thought of, he brought that scripture to my, to my mind of Romans 5, 10 and 11 that says, For since our friendship with, with God was restored by the death of his son, while we are still his enemies, 
we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because of Jesus Christ. He has made us friends with God. So surrender is to cease resistance to the enemy, to an enemy. And we were actually enemies of God. Kind of weird to think. Which comes to, you know, I talk about mercy a lot. We have to understand where we've come from. We've come from a place of an enemy of God, and the only way that we are now friends with God is because of Jesus. And that is mind-blowing. Okay, the next one is tequila. And I think I said this last time, it's not tequila. But that's how you can remember it. Tahila. Say Tahila. See? That's kind of what you think. To sing or to laud. I had to look up the word laud because it's not a word I use. Um, it means to praise a person highly, especially in a public context. So to sing in public a spontaneous new song, singing from a melody in your heart by adding words to it. It's an unprepared, unrehearsed song. It brings unity to the congregation, and it brings unity, unity with, of your heart to God's. So is there ever a time when you notice that Deb's just playing, the instruments are just playing? Or even you're ever driving your car, and you just start singing something that is not actually a, a known song? Anybody ever done that? I do that a lot because <laughs> you just do. Anyways, so when Deb's playing, for instance, the musicians are playing, and then you just like, God, you are awesome in this place because you hear what he's saying, right? And you put words to it in a song. You are worthy of praises. You care about every single person. You know them by name. You know Brian by name. Spontaneous. I'm making it up um, as I'm going. It's a song of praise to our God. It says in Psalms 40, verse 3, He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Second Chronicles 20, 22 says, When they began to praise, the word is Tehillah, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so they were routed. Again, I had to look up the word routed. And it means defeated. It caused the enemy to be defeated, and it caused them to retreat in disorder. So, when you have moments, <laughs> we're going to Tehillah. Because what you're doing is you are causing the enemy to, to retreat in disorder. So here they are um, in this moment of being ambushed, and God tells them, start praising. Do you have a certain song you'd like us to sing? Is there a certain key? No, just start. Okay, so praise is like talking about the goodness of God, like all of his attributes. So they just began to say, like, God, you're faithful. 
Like what's some give a give me some attributes of God? Mighty? Mighty? Worthy of praise? Loving? What'd you say? Loving? Holiness? Magnificent. So God you are holy, magnificent. You're so loving. So worthy of praise. You are mighty in this place. You are mighty in this place. You don't have to sound like anyone but you. You're worthy of praise. I will declare your goodness, oh God. And you're doing this to Hela. You're causing the enemy to be defeated and you're causing them to retreat in disorder. I think we need to tehillah over our nation. To praise over our nation. Amen? Next word, Barak. <laughs> Never mind. Barak means to kneel or to bow in submission. And actually, I might come back to that word, but so Barak is another um, word of worship versus praise. Praise is yada, tehila, halal, toda, and zamar, and shabak. But worship is Barak and we're going to talk about that. I've got lots of notes. I only have 10 minutes left. And shakat. Okay, oh, ready to go. Barak means to kneel or bow down in submission. To give reverence to God as an act of adoration. It implies an act of kneeling, an intent of my heart, that he is my king and I yield to him. To bless the king as adoration to the king. So Psalms 103.1 says, With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. Let all that I am barak the Lord. Meaning, uh, to yield to him as my king. Let all that I am yield before the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise him. I will kneel before him. I will have the intention of my heart to bless the king and to adore the king. Let all that I am barack the Lord. May I never forget the good things that he's done. Come, uh, Psalms 95, 6 says, Come, let us worship and bow down. That's the word barak. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. Do you see the different ways in which he shows us how to respond to his goodness? The next word is halal. H-A-L-A-L. <laughs> halal. It appears 110 times in the Old Testament. It means to shine, to make a show, to boast, or to be clamorously foolish, what Tracy talked about David doing. Isn't it funny that she got up and shared that? Not funny. That's how he works. To be clam clamorously foolish, to rave, to celebrate. In First uh, Chronicles 16, verse 4, David appointed the following Levites to lead the people in worship before the ark of the Lord 
to invoke his blessings, to give thanks, which was the word yada, and to praise or to halal the Lord. He appointed Levites and he told them they knew the word halal. He told them, you halal before the Lord. They knew that I am to make a show, I am to boast, and I am to be clamorously foolish before the Lord in worshiping, in praising him, rather. Right? They knew the word. Because all the words in Hebrew are all different. To them, they would know it. First Chronicles 23, uh, verse 1 says, When David was old and full of years, he made his son Solomon king over Israel. He also gathered together all the leaders of Israel, as well as priests and Levites. The Levites, 30 years old and older, were counted, and the number of men was 38,000. David said, of these 24,000 that are to be in charge of the work of the temple, 4,000 are to be gatekeepers, and 4,000 are to praise, to halal. He appointed 4,000 people. How many people is there today? In here? 60? 4,000. Calculate. One out of every six, right? Huh? One out of every six is what? Times? 24,000. Oh, thank you. One out of every six people. That's why 24,000, 4,000. I see what you did. One out of every six person was... Called. That's a good, I didn't have that thought, but that was a good one. So, like, at the front row right there where pastor is sitting is six seats. So, pastor would be chosen as oh, one of yeah. the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I think David understood the importance of praise. If he had 4,000 people just to halal or to make a show and boast clamorously foolish and to rave and to celebrate the Lord. That was their only job. That's got to tell us something, right? We can think of stories that you start thinking of. Jericho, you start thinking of all these things where he had the musicians go out before the army. What are we not seeing? And what does he want to show us? Maybe we see it, and maybe he wants to bring more revelation. I say, amen. amen. So the Lord, um, it says 4,000 are to, are to praise or to halal the Lord with musical instruments that I have provided for that purpose. I just thought that was cool. First Chronicles 29.13 says, Oh, our God, we thank you, and we halal your glorious name. Do you ever see someone that um, praises kind of radically? Yes. <laughs> yes? And does it ever make you feel uncomfortable? So, so, so Tracy and I especially have been in other worship services, Pastor Jason too, where there's people that worship clamorously. I would say I am not as clamorously as I should. At times, but sometimes when you see that, your flesh thinks, mm -hmm. okay, 
your flesh. But if the Spirit of God told David to appoint 4,000 men to Halal, and they are supposed to make a show and boast and clamorously, foolishly rave and celebrate the Lord, to praise in that way, and they sat there and just went, Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Do you think David would have been like, do your job? Just a question. I will contemplate that own question. So, if you see someone who's worshiping in that way, or praising rather, in that way, Keep your mind free from judgment and recognize that they're halaling. You might be baracking or yeah, dying, right? You might be lifting your hand and surrender. Someone else might be kneeling before the Lord, but someone might be halaling and being clamorously foolish before the Lord. And it's okay. It's okay. Everybody say it's okay. It's okay. All right. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Next word, tauda, is the word for thanksgiving. As expressed by King David in Psalms 50, tauda means to express visible thanks and adoration to God by extending the hands to God in, rever- in reverence, coupled with, so here's the, the difference, Raising your hand in, rev- in reverence, sorry, coupled with offering a sacrifice of praise to God through audible confessions of thanks. It's coming into agreement with his word and trusting that his word is truth. It's derived from the word yada as it, meant, as it means to extend your hands. But in this case, we see that the worship of Tauda is closely related um, to the physical action of adoration and sacrifice. So, sorry, I said all that to say when I when I lost Dad here on this earth, right? He's not lost. Luckily, he's found. Can you just imagine what is what he's experiencing right now? Oh. Yeah, all of this is happening. So good. But anyways, when when we were going through that heartache, um, this was not the place I wanted to be. <laughs> right? And I've shared that with you. For me to, um, not realizing that this was the word that I was doing, I wasn't, I didn't realize I was given a sacrifice of praise that it was the word taudah, but I do know that afterwards, um, on those Sundays where I felt like I, my heart is not like seeing it all right, but I'm going to worship you anyways because I have to come into agreement with what your word says, even though this is not what I'm feeling. And Tracy and Jill both and Pastor Jason all texted me, um, we see the sacrifice of praise that you gave week after week and I'm grateful for that realization because at the moment I didn't you don't realize you're doing it but then you're grateful for people that are saying keep going keep doing it because sometimes you just feel like you want to quit don't quit 
come into agreement with his word even when you don't feel like it. And surrender in adoration. Say, I don't, I'm not seeing it or feeling it, but I'm coming into agreement with what your word says and I will praise you. Because everyone is at a different place. Okay. There is the difference of a blood offering. So this is also talking about giving a sacrifice or giving an offering. There's blood offering, which talks about for, for sin. There's a financial offering, which Brian talked about, is your tithe. There's also an offering of thanksgiving, which is this word, tauda. You're offering a praise of thanksgiving. You're coming into agreement with his word. And it's, it's an offering and it's a sacrifice that you're bringing to the Lord. How many of you know if you're bringing a sacrifice or an offering, it requires something of you? And you feel it, usually. <laughs> right? I mean, you feel it like, what is the word? Like, uh, it's requiring, yeah, it's required something of you. Does that make sense? Okay. Hebrews 13:15 says, Through him let us continually, say continually. Continue. Say continually again. Continue. I'm about ready to make everybody stand up, just so you know, because I see people falling asleep. And I'm a youth pastor, and it doesn't fly. Get on the edge of your seat. No, I'm just kidding. Right, teenagers? I'm always like, look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. <laughs> okay, sorry. The youth pastor and me just, whew, here I came. I'm back. Through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise, which is that word tauda, to God. It's the fruit of our lips, and it's acknowledging his name. I'm just going to, we're done with that one. Um, Psalm, just kidding. Psalms 42.4 says, My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for halal, right? That was that clamorous one. And giving thanks, tauda, amid the sound of great celebration, bringing an offering of thanksgiving before the Lord. He's remembering when he did that in Jerusalem, because now they're not in Jerusalem anymore. Okay, the sixth word is zamar, to sing with instruments, to make music accompanied by the voice, which is what we do here. So what we do on Sunday morning is just one form of praise, which is amazing. This that we do on Sunday morning is not praise and worship. It's a form of praise that we get to co- get to come together with the instruments and put our voice to it and declare his goodness that is called zamar but there's so many other aspects of praise and worship that he wants us to be doing all week long yeah. Jim said this morning as I got up this morning I was f- filled with thanksgiving right I gave thanks that I am merely created. That is a form of praise that you did in your room or in your house. We've got to see that he tells us 
to present your bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord as your reasonable act of worship. Worship, okay, I got ahead of myself, but we'll go there. I'm going to have to go past a bunch. Worship is the word shaka, C-H-A-C-H-A-H, to bow down and to prostrate oneself, to humble yourself. It's all falling apart, guys. Praise is our response to the revelation of who he is. Worship is us bowing down and surrendering and humbling ourselves before the maker as a posture of our heart. Right? So, worship is about humility. Worship is about submission. And our physical response is to kneel or to bow. Tracy was praying this morning, and I wrote it down. Um, Let me read this first. Worship is not a matter of informing God as to what we believe and what we need, but of seeking his presence and being transformed by it. C.S. Lewis said, Pride is the complete anti-God state of mind, and humility is the antidote. Worship is humbling ourselves before the Lord. Complete humbleness of heart. Tracy was reading, uh, praying this morning, and I wrote it down. She said, We are consecrated to you. We need your anointing. We want your anointing. We submit ourselves. We humble ourselves. Have your way. We want to bring you glory. We want to bring you honor. It's all about you. You are so holy, so worthy. We worship you. Yeah. That is the very definition of worship. We want to put you in your rightful place. Yes. It is us bowing down and putting him in his rightful place. He's already there. But we're putting ourselves into a place of position under him. He is king. I am not. He is my Lord. I am his servant. Worship is... And then she goes on to say, We want to put you in your rightful place, rightful place, high and lifted up. May you be high and lifted up in this church. May you be high and lifted up in my life. May you be high and lifted up in my family's life. You are welcome in my life, in every area, in every room. I'm so thankful that I get to be your temple. I get to house your presence, that you would... Inhabit us, just as Isaiah said, here I am, send me. We say, here we are. It was all worship. It was us lowering ourselves, humbling ourselves, and recognizing only, we can only 
do it with the King of Kings. He is supreme. It's his rightful place in our lives. When we see disorder, it's because we have put ourselves in that place, which is what you see in our nation. So, I'm way past the time, and I still have three pages of notes. It's just scriptures, actually, not just, but. Okay. Do we recognize when we're in his presence, well, we're always in his presence, but Pastor Jason is talking about the manifest presence of the Lord. Our response and the type, the types of praise that we be, are able to respond to him, that he's the one that gave us praise. To resp- Can you imagine having this in you and not being, being able to like, like we'd blow up. Or I would. We need a way to express, and he's given us ways to express. It's by lifting of our hands. It's by surrendering our hearts. It's by bowing down. And he gives you revelation, and then you, in that moment, respond with an action. So again, Psalms 100, it says, Enter his gates with taudah which is a sacrifice of praise with lifting of hands. Go into his courts with praise to Hila, which is a spontaneous new song in a public context. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> to raise your hands in thanksgiving to Yada. to bring a sacrifice of praise and to praise his name to Barak to humbly kneel before his name. To humbly kneel before his name. Hmm. Okay, just real quick, side thought. God told them to Barak to praise his name, which they would know means to humbly kneel before his name. And what is the very thing that the Jewish people were not allowed to say or to even write was his name? Deception can come in. And then Jesus came and said, I am Yeshua, salvation. And he said, I only do. I, I came to point you to the Father. Jehovah. We bow before his name. I think that's like a whole other message, topic. Ooh, wow.
There are things that are trying, that are fighting for your attention. You look at the news, it's fighting for your attention. Anywhere you go, there's so many different views, there's so much hatred, there's so much pride and arrogance on all sides. And I liked, again, what Jim said this morning, give thanks that you were even created. The creation demands a creator. I wrote that down. We drop to our knees every morning in humbleness and say thank you. That I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I lift up my hands in submission to you in humbleness of heart. I need you and I want your anointing in my life. I want your Holy Spirit's direction. I need, Holy Spirit, I need to hear your voice. And I want to hear your voice. Not my will, but yours be done. This is worship. This is praise. Submitting to his will in every area of our lives. Young people, you're not too old for this, or too young for this. If you're saying, if you're coming before the Lord in worship, and you're saying, I love you, I praise you, it's the word says, don't let praises to God and speaking negative words about your neighbor be in the same mouth. It's serious. You look at Facebook. You look at your homes. Are we praising the Lord with one breath and the next breath we're cursing our brother and our sister? We're putting them down. We're putting ourselves above them. I need to be right. I need to be heard. He's saying, just surrender to me. Put that down. And worship me. Again, this is worship. Submitting and kneeling before your maker. Jesus showed us what that looked like. Not my will, but yours be done. Is it always easy? Did he sweat great drops of blood in his surrender and his worship? Absolutely. But aren't you glad he worshiped? Aren't you glad he bowed down and surrendered his life before the Lord, before God? Because of his worship, it enabled him to endure the cross. Because he said, not my will, but yours be done. He's so good. He showed us how to do it. It's getting before the Father and hearing his heart for every situation, for every person. 
pray. Father, I just thank you this morning. I thank you for giving this series to Pastor Jason, living in his presence. I thank you that you're with us every single moment of every single day, that you don't leave us alone, but you've given us your Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us and to teach us, to guide us, to comfort us as we're going through life. As we're learning how to respond to you, you've given us your Holy Spirit to help us. You're the helper. You're the teacher. We don't lean on our own wisdom, but we ask for the wisdom of God. We praise you because of your wisdom. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Word of Life Family Church. If you're ever in the area, please join us for one of our Sunday services at 10 a.m. or for Bible study on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, check out our website at wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Thanks for joining us today. And may the Lord richly bless you. Yeah.